We're speaking on confronting the flesh. And those that were here last week, was it good? Yes. That we learned something? Yes. Let's get deeper. I'm just going to make this disclaimer. We might, there's some places that we might be a bit explicit. It won't totally be explicit, but I, I, I cannot explain what we're going to do today um, in totality of the teaching without touching on certain things. I also said for the people that were not here, when we started last week with confronting the flesh, that this teaching will teach you how to, listen to this, this teaching will teach you how to grow and, and, and personally make decisions that you know it's up to you. I can teach you how to not sin, I can teach you what not to do and tell you what not to do as your pastor, but ultimately if you don't decide to love holy, my teachings and my prayers means nothing. Amen? That is why we all will confront our own flesh during this season. Amen? Amen? Because the thing is, some people take the... I said once that you cannot outsource your relationship with God. You cannot. No matter how lovely your pastor, your bishop, your apostle, your priest is, you cannot outsource your relationship with God. It is entirely an individual's decision on how you live and seek the face of God. Amen? But let's get into the Word of God. I just want to touch on something. Um, we don't have to go there. I'm just going to read it quickly. Um, how important it is to love holy and not allow the enemy any space in your life. But let me show you Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And it says, And the Lord God formed, we don't have to go there. And the Lord God formed man from the what? The dust of the ground. God formed man from the what? Dust of the ground and breathed life into his nostrils, and man became a living soul. So, Sazena, so last week we touched on how that part alone shows us that man has three parts to him. The first part is body, which is the dust part. And then the soul part is the one that came alive after spirit was blew into him. So man is body, soul, spirit. But you are ultimately a spirit being that have a soul, right? But now check what God does when they sinned against him in Genesis chapter 3 verse 14. It says, so the Lord God said to the serpent, who's the serpent? The serpent is Lucifer, Satan. He came in the body of a serpent because as a spirit being, he cannot, couldn't walk on the earth and be part of the operations of the earth without having a physical body. So he chose, or the, I don't know how, but he got into the body of a serpent. So when God spoke to the serpent, he wasn't speaking to the flesh body, but to the spirit behind it. It's extremely important that we know this, but God cursed the serpent, and he said, because you have done this, you, Satan, have caused men to fall. You are cursed more than all the cattle and every beast of the field, and on your belly you shall go. Now we see snakes because he, his body was given, ever used. The snake now automatically and by default started sailing on his body. I don't know how it moved before, but spiritually God was saying to Lucifer, you were here as a beautiful being and a creature, even though you were thrown out of heaven, but because of this, I'm demoting you to the lowest part of existence as a spirit being. That's why God could say, you are, it's under our feet. Where, where it's our feet, it touches the lowest part of existence. As on some. But check this, but it says, and you shall eat. Dust all the days of your life. Now check this. Last week we touched on this when it said when God said, and God took dust and formed man. That is your flesh part. Now when God cursed Satan, he says, You and your kingdom of darkness, your demons, that you will feed on the flesh part of man. Not necessarily physically, but your carnality gives Satan legal right to eat of it. So the more dust I knowingly hold on to in my life. 
Not just my drinking, not just my smoking, because it's obvious to judge those parts of carnality. But the unforgiveness, it is the anger, it is sexual immorality, all those things are dust. And when Satan smells dust, he comes and God cannot stop him because God said, you shall eat dust. So carnality is not just what we see, it is the mindset, the spirit behind the action that you do. So when we confront the flesh, it is not just me putting down the glass of bubbly. Because if the spirit that made you do it is still there, gift it will it's just waiting for opportunity. That's why in last week I said respectfully, if you go to rehab without the intention to change or to be delivered, when you come out, that spirit that took you there the first time, is waiting for an opportunity. That's why God said to Satan first, because you corrupt spirit have done this. He went to the root of their carnality. Before he addressed Adam and Eve, he spoke to the spirit behind the flesh. And why am I saying this? Because many of us don't think we have flesh in our lives simply because, Pastor Clayton, we don't do these things openly. And the worst part are those sins that you do that no one sees. The, un the anger, the bitterness, the unforgiveness. And I'm not condoning. Grooving and all those things are wrong. Like, we don't even have to teach about it. Like, there's some things that are just wrong, Sister Ursula. We, we, on who we are teaching the mark. Now the seven steps, how to leave Savannah. Deliver me. But, check this, and it sounds like a joke. But behind all of that is a spirit. That needs to be dealt with. When I drank and for a few months, when I did not go to the environment, you know, where the substances that I liked was, I thought I was delivered. But the spirit behind it was still in me. And if I used to go to youth, I became a, a semi-youth leader because we had groups, because the youth was so big. I was in church. I was not in the environment where all the things I used to do was. I thought because I did not have access to it, do you get what I'm saying? That I'm delivered. And then one day I went with some old friends celebrating a birthday and within an hour I fell. Three months of seeking the face of God in one hour was disqualified. Why? I thought the spirit behind the actions. And that's why we can tell people that you are backslidden even before I see you standing with a dumpy in your hand. It's a spiritual thing first. Does it make sense? So flesh, confronting the flesh, and I know I spoke hard, but we need to come to a point where we don't just dilly-dally around issues. I'd rather say a message that you go home and you're angry at me, even though somebody say, Pastor, good service, and sick dinner's like a quad. And we touch on issues, and you go home, and your emotions are settled, and then you realize, but Vicky, you have issues. Because other times when we spoke of the flesh, it was easy to speak of flesh because I could see Sharon's issue. And we think messages like this is always, this for my um. No, it's not for your um, it's for you. Once we teach people that you are responsible for your salvation, we will always have a church that judges the world, not knowing that the greater flesh is in here. I touched the nerve, let's go. Romans 8 verses 5 to 7. Ansana, so good to see you. Ansana Hassan, the church prayed for you last week, the power of prayer. It's good seeing you this morning. That is the youngest lady in our church. Let's get into the word of God. Romans 8 verses 5 to 7. 
and we touch we touch on this as well. So last week we started with dust, and this one this we speak still speaking on confronting the flesh, but this week's teaching is um, the subtitle, the sub theme. We can give it as you let it stop me. What I want as flesh as dust. The, 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 the subtitle for this one is Check Your Heart. Check. Say, Father, help me to check my heart, my own sin, my own flesh, and help me to be courageous enough to walk away from the things my flesh like. Amen. For those who love, for those who love according to the flesh, for those who love according to the flesh, I don't know what that's all supposed to a flesh about the things of the... F no, guys, this is not... Go to New King James Version, please. New King James Version. But it says, let me read it. It says, for those who love according to the flesh, set what? Their minds on the flesh, right? What is your mind? It's the part that you don't see, but it's the part where you think, where you meditate. That is what your mind is. So whenever you see mind or slash heart in the Bible, it speaks of your thinking, the place of your thinking. That is what the mind is. So he says, those who love according to the flesh. Now when we look at people's lives, we can see the fruits of the flesh. But now we need to go deeper as mature people and say there is a mindset behind it. Because no one just does something perpetually without the mind being hooked onto that desire. So the flesh now is not just the habits. It's the mindset and the spirit behind it. I know it's a bit touchy. But it's good. And those who live according to the death does not mean the natural death. That's why I said last week, when you're spiritually dead, brother given, it means that you are of this dead, speak of that you are spiritually dead, meaning you are cut off from God. Now just sit a bit and think how it is to be able to cut off from God that is omnipresent. Can you imagine a God that's everywhere at all times at the same time and still you don't have access to Him? And it's not because He hates you, but it's because He hates the flesh in your life. So now we know that because, let's read on, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. The fleshly mind is an enemy of God. What is an enemy of God or an enemy in general? An enemy is one where I, if I see you, it's on sight. That, that's what Americans say. When I see you, my nigga, it's on sight. And then when they see one another, I'm going to mention, Now imagine being an enemy of God. That God don't choose to become your enemy. What pushes him back is the sin on our lives. That's why when you willingly choose to hold on to sin, you are indirectly saying that, Father, I want to be your enemy. And that's why God cannot bless us in certain parts because, because of our carnal minds, we've become automatically we become enemies of God. And this is why we teach like this, so that we understand that no one will judge you for your choices. But when you make a choice, know, David, there is a, something that is connected to it. What is it? To be cut off from God. That when you go home, whenever there's an opportunity for you and the devil to enjoy your flesh, because that is what we do when we partake in sin. You are setting a table for Satan. God said, you are cursed and you shall eat. What is eat? Devour, have a buffet, a party, a wedding on your behalf. So when you sin, you and, you and Satan are sitting at the table. And God is looking, God cannot do anything because God himself said, you will eat dust. When you see flesh, when you see carnality, Lucifer, eat. 
Not you may it, you. I'll, I'll tell you, it says you will. And when God said something, brother, given, what does he do? It is settled in, in the realm of the spirit. And it cannot be changed until God comes and changes the law. So when you sin, you are setting a table for the enemy. And it's tough to say that because we have this thing that God is just gracious. God is just gracious. And sometimes we wonder why our plans are not working out. It's not because God hates you. But I cannot sit at the same table where I watch you and Lucifer eat on your flesh. I cannot. And when Satan is done eating the, the, the physical flesh, the, the spiritual flesh comes and finishes the body. We'll deal with that maybe next week. Does it make sense? It is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. Proverbs 23 verse 7, a well-known verse. Proverbs 23 verse 7. It says, For as he thinks, what do you think with? Kom ons gaan goed terug, Romans. You don't have to go back. You don't have to go back to Romans. I'll read it. For to be carnally, meaning your thinking is carnal, fleshly. Right. That's what I'm To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now check, it says, as a man thinks in his heart. So when you see heart in the Bible, it's not this organ. We've said it before. It is the place of your thinking, Nathan. So as a man applies his mind, as a man applies his heart, so easy. So don't tell me that your actions, Tino, is not how you are. There's some people that do stuff to you and they say, no, but I'm not really like that. You know, you can only pretend for so long until the heart reveals itself. Pastor, oh, oh, uh, sister, oh, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. Maka nar. It's no masablara. Didn't start in the mouth. Start in the heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so the state of your heart now determines and shows us who you are. Your quality of your life, your existence, cannot be disconnected from the quality of your heart. Now, when you see that you continue to do something, don't question the action. Question the serpent. Because God first started at the root before He started with them doing what He said He shouldn't do. The doing part is elementary. Because even if they stopped doing it, if God did not deal with the spirit or the carnal mind, they would continually do it. And God said, demons are corrupt mentally. Let me remove them from the, from, from, from the Garden of Eden. You know why? In the Garden of Eden, there were several trees, and one of them was the one that would make you immortal. So God said, if I allow them to eat of that tree, being carnal, they will be eternally corrupt and they will never die. So God said, these ones are corrupt. Come and this way. This one, Tommy and Sharon is corrupt. I cannot bring them deeper into a relationship with me. I cannot be intimate with them because they are not at the level where they should be. Let me show you. So meditation then determines outcome. Meditation determines outcome. No matter what you meditate on and no matter what you want to portray you are or your life is what, eventually what's in your heart will show through your actions. There are some people that say, if you want to see someone, give them money. And it's not even the money because if the mindset is right, I've seen people that never knew money get money and they're still disciplined. Then you find people that you give them hundred, means a thousand, a hundred rand. Within an hour. So it is not the money. It is the spirit that connects with something that's already in you.
That's why God said, don't worship God in Mammon, not money. The money is not the thing. Money is not bad. It is the spirit that the money comes and the spirit in you that connects. Because even if money comes and you don't know where it comes from, there's some offerings that we receive here. We don't know where it comes from because you got it exchanged. Some of the 20 rands, 50 rands came from a dice, a dice game. That's why we redeem it with prayers. We don't know where it comes from, but now we take off the spirit that has followed it. Does it make sense? So we always deal with the spirit. So it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so easy. Your flesh, my flesh starts in our hearts. Let's not get it twisted. It starts in your heart. It does not start with your friends. Like I said last week, Tino, that if something that you used to do with old friends is not in you anymore, and they come and say, Tino, let's go on that says bottles. Because it's not in you anymore, you will politely refuse. If you go, don't come back and tell Coralie, no, it was peer pressure. He's a good man. Acknowledge, I can Does it make sense? Because unless we teach people the responsibility of your salvation, because God did not only deal with Satan and say, I shame you guys, you are my children. He said, I told you, Adam. I told you. You were supposed to teach your wife. And Adam turned, even after all that, this woman you gave me, instead of saying, Father, I'm sorry. Not knowing the gracious God that he knows. I'm sorry, forgive me. Say, yeah, Master Zifro. When he saw it was bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Not like a flop, not as didn't. It's flesh. Because now it shows that since it's been cut off from God, the carnal mind took over. And his mouth spoke as his mind was. Because when he saw, he was God conscious. That's why when they were naked, they didn't know it because they did not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When they fell, God consciousness fell. And now they had to live in the flesh. And that's why they saw, the first thing they did when they sinned was what? Not feel guilty. They saw that they were naked. Because now they, now they were in the realm of the flesh. And that's why it was not only them trying to cover themselves. It was also them speaking out of the flesh. It was Job's wife that pretended to love God until they lost everything gift. And the first word were what? Curse God and die. It's a carnal mind that is enmity with God. Her mind became, because of a situation, she became an enemy of God. She said, curse God. That is what it does. Unless we deal with our minds, we cannot deal with the flesh. Because you may put this thing down and you find another vice because there's already something in your flesh that likes that desire. And next week you're going to deal with desires. Acts of the flesh are not automatic. They are intentional. So, Sister Evie, last week we made an example about if we see someone doing something in public, indecently exposing him or herself, we don't judge the action. What do we say? What is the first thing we say, Pastor Vicky? This person is? So when we say this person is mentally unstable, we are referring to the state of the action. No, the state of the mind. Now the body just responds to what is in the mind already. Do you, get the, do you get what I'm saying? Do you feel how hot it is? Imagine if I came with my coat that comes here. What is the first thing that you will question? Not the price of the coat, but the quality of my thinking. Here is Pastor Mal, is 40 toch. But you'll still sit there and say, Pastor, you look nice. Here. <laughs> you care, man, sir. You know, it has been, they will tell you, hey, my bro, no, what's wrong? Hey, you know? And you hate them, but they are, they are truthful. 
and come to church. Oh, sister, you look so nice. And then turn around. Oh, did you see how short it was? That's so indecent. Hey, Muna, say on the word. Muna, kwadrak, is my God, what's happening? So you, your heart is at the root of carnality. Or you're living well, spiritually awake. Because the next two verses, I'm going to show you what extra flesh does. Jeremiah 4 verse 4. Jeremiah 4 verse 4. Tell your neighbor, we're almost done. We're almost. Don't be mad. It's a series. We must build line upon line. We cannot teach a lot of information at once. Check this. This is where I want you guys circumcise yourselves. Let's stop there quickly. What is circumcision? Circumcision is when you cut off not all flesh, unnecessary flesh. Because when we say extra, who determines extra? But now why do we do it? Why we do it medically? And Sister Betty and all the other people, it is eventually when this, this boy matures into a man and a husband, that was the plan, husband, and he's intimate with his wife, that unnecessary flesh may not jeopardize the experience. Because I need to speak like this before we go to deeper issues. So it says circumcise, meaning cut off unnecessary flesh. Where? And take away the foreskins of your... Come on, guys. So meaning that your thinking can then have a place where there's a foreskin. Meaning unnecessary flesh. That's why we cannot be intimate with God. Because the flesh comes between us and God. So when you circumcise your heart, it means I'm cutting away flesh that will come in between God speaking to me directly. So relationship with God is not speaking in tongues forever. It is being able to be intimate with God, whether you're in church, in a taxi, in traffic, in load shedding. It says circumcise your heart. Not God circumcise, meaning that I make a willing decision to say, Father, my heart, my thinking is covered with flesh. That's why even when I'm in church or wherever and want to connect with you, because every relationship, whether it is whatever love relationship, it is friendship or what, there must be a level of intimacy. Don't just think S-E-X. Because when we speak intimacy, people, and that is carnality. But to be intimate with friends. How me and Brother Greg became so close friends, I can remember the night. I did something that was wrong. I went to him as a brother. I said, I did something completely wrong. Help me. He took me. He rebuked me. He prayed with me and led me to the Lord again. What happened that night was circumcision of my heart. The pride. I came to a brother. I confessed my sins and I say, help me to circumcise my heart. And the very next night I had a vision. What is a vision? It means that you are intimate with God. And he can share secrets with you. Why? Because there's no flesh between the two of you. You can fast all you want. Unless you are willing to circumcise your heart of extra unnecessary flesh, intimacy will be a distant thing. That doesn't mean you have to go to see a cardiologist because this speaks of your thinking. And, and the Holy Spirit will show you. God is faithful. He will show you. These things, because the thing about, think, about, about thinking, when it matures, it matures into fruit. That's why when Paul spoke to the Galatians, he showed them the fruits. What is fruit? It's a sign of maturity. Sin can mature. 
And many of us are at places where the Holy Spirit is advising us, commending us, rebuking us, stop this, stop this. Because once the fruit comes, no one sees the process in the tree. Everybody sees the fruit. It says, take away the foreskins of you, and you men of Judah, let's, let's, listen what God said, let my fury. So God was speaking through the prophet, because he saw, he said, I see your foreskin, Maki, I see it. Vicky, I see it, of your heart, I see it. But I'm a gracious God. I'm a gracious God. This is what God does. He will not just see it and like, yeah, let's, let's just kill. No, he says, I see it. He says, lest my fury, meaning there's a time where I may get angry and not tolerate this anymore. Lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that no one can quench it. He says, once my anger is kindled so much, as much as I love you, but because this flesh thing is a stench, cut off those flesh. Circumcise your heart, your thinking. Because unless it is circumcised, that foreskin, and sorry for the mental pictures, it grows. It grows, and eventually fruit comes forth. Tell us, buy a Deuteronomy 10 verse 16. Are we learning something? That's my only agenda. That we learn. We become better, but we also apply the word of God. This one is simple. It says, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart. And no longer be stubborn. What is stubbornness? Stubbornness is a spirit van eie ek. Who was stubborn? Who's the, who's the prime example of stubbornness in the Bible? Satan. Because how did Satan? Not just because of sin. Satan was stubborn in the presence of God. You can stand in the presence of God, but because of your flesh, you'll become like Satan. What did Satan do? Satan said in the book of Ezekiel, in the book of Isaiah, he said, I. What does I mean? Self. Flesh. I will rise unto the highest heavens. I will stand before the throne of God. That is what Satan did. So now when you, now you see, people might think, but how are you comparing me to Lucifer? Because of the extra flesh in him, it pushed him. When it matured, it pushed him to stand up against God. Job's wife, when things were fine, we never even heard of her. She seemed like a righteous woman until situations exposed the content of her heart where she stood like Satan and said, curse God and die. That is what happens when the foreskin comes to a point of maturity. You get to a point like Satan and says, I am my own person. I can serve God at my house. Who are you to tell me? I can have whatever I want. The Bible, and Lichons, the Bible says you can have in moderation. Why? It speaks of a foreskin that has matured. And now the pride has filled you so much that you say you don't need God. It speaks of a spirit like a donkey. That he has got all the power. Everything in him is engineered to serve. That's the thing about the donkey. The greatest thing about the donkey is not its strength. It is that everything in him is engineered to serve. What makes us not like donkeys is the stubbornness that runs parallel. Everything in you is made to serve God. What stops it is the stubbornness that comes because of extra flesh. Why is it so difficult to serve God? Check your heart. Check your heart. These things, and it's so convenient that they're on the table now. Tafel is donker, hey, 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 hey,
These things, whatever your vice is, can fall off like this. Once the Ruth that it has in your heart is pulled out. Sometimes we struggle. We don't even want to see. We, you know, after when God dealt with my heart, Pastor Vic, I could go back to even bigger parties and want no desire because I learned, and next week we'll deal with desires. I learned that the problem was not my old friends. The problem was not where I went. The problem was me. And once, until I came to that realization, Tino, I always wanted to go back. The problem has and was always not even Satan because Satan gave the suggestion. I take it. And make it a reality. Therefore circumcise the foreskins of your heart. And be stubborn no longer. Stubborn means that you do your own thing above the will of God. It's a very short teaching. But extra flesh stops us from going deeper into intimacy. God wants you to have. And it's not God saying I'm pulling back. Sometimes God wants to draw near. But we cannot hear extra flesh. Our ears are full of flesh, full of carnality. And until we repent and ask God to deliver us from it, we cannot do anything. Why? As a man thinks, and a woman, this is not gender specific. Don't go home and tell your husband, let us say the man, as a human being thinks. In his, so easy. Check your hearts. And when the Holy Spirit shows you stuff that needs to go, don't negotiate, don't debate. All flesh wants is to consume. And all Satan wants to do is consume your flesh. So the whole arena is about consumption, desire, and ayah ek. May God deliver us. I'm done. Thank you.